Welcome to the Outer Realm with Michelle DeRoche and Amelia Pisano. Airing live on the United Public Radio Network, 105.3 FM in New Orleans. Okay. I'm thinking we're back. We're still clocking. <laughs> I don't know what happened. Anyway, thank you guys for hanging on in there. I have absolutely no idea what happened. Um, also, a big thank you to uh, Steve McGinnis, who does a lot of horror uh, genre um, artwork, and he's responsible for a lot of the artwork that you see here at realm so big thank you to him as well tonight we welcome back dan baldwin and george sewell and we're going to be discussing i guess paranormal pendulum and dousing and there's a lot of interest in that we've had a lot of requests um you know over the last couple of years and they have been on the show before we had a really great time with them so we're definitely going to uh, have a lot of information coming in tonight but guys please remember that we do have seven chat rooms because there's no chat room on roku Okay, so we have seven chat rooms and try to picture it like a super highway coming down into one lane. Um, that's pretty much what it's like here. So we're going to get to comments and questions as we go along and you know, hopefully we can get to everyone, but it doesn't always work out that way. So we apologize in advance. So let's see, oh, George is in. Hi. I'm here. How are you? How's it going? I'm oh. wonderful. Good. We're just waiting on Dan. Just waiting on Dan. Sent you guys both a link. In fact, key message was, where's my link? <laughs> so I figured he'd be right on it. So, yeah. so how are uh, you? Did you send Dan the link? Did you send Dan the link? Yeah. Yeah, sure did. Okay. So I can send it again. Like I said, he, he went looking for it. So I was like, okay, we'll see. <laughs> So let me just get the banner up while we were, uh, there we go. Let me know if I'm missing anything. 
There we go. And there we go. So um, what have you been up to? Writing any books? <laughs> uh, basically, yeah. No, we're, we're well into uh, research for the next Paranormal Pendulum book. And uh, I'm doing a lot of reading and prep for that. But we also uh, got our investigative team assembled and we've had a couple of sessions and we've got, we'll have a major pendulum session uh, also with our evidential mediums at in the end of February. So wow, uh, it, it's rocking and rolling and it's, it's, it's going to be something. Right. So what is this going to be book three, book four? You've got uh, a few. The, the anticipated title is paranormal pendulum four. Four. Wow. Wow. That's amazing. You guys are just trucking right along. Okay. Every, everybody just, um, I just want to try to get some chat while we're waiting. Uh, hey, Wayne. Hey, Zach, man. Hey, John, how are you? Nice to see you here. John's been on the show before, also an author. <laughs> so he's coming on again soon. Uh, Linda, the show is out of New Orleans. There we go. You're from Toronto, Canada. Not that far. Here we go. Okay, somebody just binged me. Okay. <laughs> All right. So there we go. Um, so you assemble a team to do all of this. So this is something like you do. So you go to investigations. Do you look for public places or do you go for, um, <laughs> sorry, Linda, you just have to have to email me. Believe me, I could probably help you. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, um, yeah, so do you go to public locations or do you do private residences when they call you in? How does it work exactly? Well, it, it depends on what we're doing. Again, uh, Dan wrote the, the first two pendulum books. The first was a how-to, how to use the pendulum to communicate with the dearly departed, so to speak. Right, right. And the second book, uh, which I collaborated with him, uh, was more to what do the, those on the other side have to say about the transition what where they went what's going on what's happening with them now right and so in that book we had a series of questions and we had several sessions uh, uh in and around shreveport and Bossier city dan all several out west and um what kind of prompted that was once i realized that oh this pendulum this is a fabulous way to communicate with the dearly departed and kind of had a, an, well, there are several buildings in Shreveport and Bossier that I know staff and customers have talked about over the years of feeling a presence, you know, something right. is here. Right. So we set up some appointments with some of these uh, locations that to come in and uh, actually use the pen on see if we could make contact with uh, a spirit who may or may not be there. And uh, it turned out, yes, <laughs> there were. And right. yes, we were able to identify actually right. some of the personages and uh, that made real fun reading. Uh, right. The right. third book uh, is where uh, I asked Dan, let's use the pendulum right. uh, to investigate uh, the Shreveport woman, Lindsay Higgins and all the things that were happening to her in her life. Yeah. We talked about that on a lot of shows. Right. Fascinating what you guys did with that. Yeah. Yeah. I so in, in the, and in, in some of that research, uh, Dan and I would go to specific locations more for our benefit uh, than for, if you will, who, who we were communicating with, like Poverty Point, you know, over in northeast Louisiana, you know, World Heritage Center. 
where we had lengthy conversations with a medicine man who was practicing there 4,000 years ago. Right. Um, now, that's, right. he doesn't, we don't have to go there <laughs> to talk right. to him, but right. it, 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 it's us showing our, our respect for the site and what occurred there. It also, I think, kind of helps get us in a little more uh, attuned, if you will, with that sure. particular location. Sure, sure. Well, hey, Dan, welcome to the party. Hey, <laughs> Finally. Yeah, made it. So um, we were just talking about, you guys are writing another book. <laughs> book four, I think. Working on it. Working on it. So um, basically, your your series is a collaboration and collection of different locations you've been to in cases. Um, how do you prioritize something like that? Because there's so, I mean, there's so much out there, you know, like is every book have a certain genre? Like we have Lindsay Higgins, right? And, and uh, what do you look for specifically? What right makes now, the cut, I guess I'm know, looking for? Right now we are, uh, I don't want to say unorganized, but uh, we don't really have a plan. Um, we're pretty much being guided by uh, those folks out there. They're, they're kind of directing us which way we want to go. Right. So, uh, yeah, in the last book, you know, we were, as uh, we talked before, we were stage managed by a spirit. So uh, we've got we've got a couple of directions. George is working uh, uh, in the uh, basically the mound builder culture. And I'm out there working the the, uh, cliff dwelling culture. And we're just seeing where this takes us. And at some point, uh, a a firm goal will show up. But we're not pushing it right now. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah, and, and particularly in this, uh, the, the current research that uh, we're doing for book four, uh, it turns out there are three individuals who are on the other side who want to be a part of the investigative team. That and is that's awesome. A, that's a first for us. So, wow. uh, that's, so that's, uh, how do you put that out there? Uh, you know, to say, okay, well, we have spirit individuals who want to be part of the team and I, I guess to to make this book happen. And so they're basically assisting you from the other side to help, you know, get an understanding of how things work. Is that like, I mean, do you, how does, how does that happen? Does one just say, Hey, anybody uh, interested or what, what exactly? You know, because I mean, some spirits they're like guides, right? They really want to, to help, but how do you connect with those certain type of spirits who want to help? George and I are a couple of fun guys. I think they want to play. <laughs> I can see that. Well, I'm going to sneak you guys me, don't, don't get me wrong. Our intent is very serious. Yeah, yeah. But we enjoy doing this. And right. uh, we don't make a big to-do about it. Right. It's, it's something we do, and we show respect to the spirits. And when they're there, if, if, if they're in a funny mood, and they, they get that way, you know, we, we join in the fun with them. I think they, right. they, I think they like us. Why not? It's, it's, it sounds like you guys are pretty easy to work with. So they probably have an ulterior motive they haven't disclosed yet, too. <laughs> yeah, that's always the fun part. It's like, what do they have in mind? Um, so, do you think maybe you guys have built a reputation over time? You know, within the spirit community. Yeah, over there. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. No, seriously. Like you never know. I've I've had people say to me. You know, I, I've, I've done interviews and I've, you know, you can kind of, you guys, you see, you can see the chat room, that sort of thing. And, I, and I've had people comment like, oh, they know who she is. I'm going, really? 
Yeah, so I'm just asking, like, is that a thing? Because I'm, I don't know, I pretty much look at things and go, okay, sure. But I don't know, is it? I mean, they're aware, right? I, I'm sure they are. I mean, uh, I get calls and emails asking questions, you know, from, from time to time. Yeah. And you know, you'll run into somebody on the street and say, oh, I've got your book. You know, but, right. Right. Yeah. That's yeah. interesting. I like We're not that. exactly celebrities. Right. Well, I mean, like on the other side, <laughs> like with, well, yeah, in, think, in the spirit yeah, community, I've had people. There, there are, are people who are, there are spirits who are interested in what we are doing. Yes. Yeah. And they're, they're probably rolling the dice, you know, who gets to go play with Dan and George tonight. Right. Yeah. <laughs> See, that's my thinking. They like, like to talk. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think word gets around. Well, like I, I said, I think, I, seriously, uh, yeah, yeah, in all seriousness, uh, what we're doing is very serious and we're getting out of, despite the fun we're having with it, we are getting out very serious uh, information. Right. And I think oh, on the other side, it's information they would like to get out and mm -hmm. they see us as a, a good vehicle mm -hmm. for getting that information out. Yeah, right. being on your program is a, a perfect example. Not everybody can, can do that. Right, right. Well, LR, take that back. We're not so special. Not everybody is in a position to do that. I think you're both very special. <laughs> well, thank you. So, you're welcome. <laughs> How do we go? <laughs> so it's, it, I, I agree with you. Just for you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I do agree with you. I, I think that there's a technique to it. Um, you know, some people, they'll call them natural dowsers. You know, they can just go over a grave and they would just know that, oh, there's a grave. You know, some people are very in tune like that. There are other people who can use dowsing rods. You know, you just seek them out and basically they, they're just good at it. Other people, you could do the exact same thing and they're just like, <laughs> it just doesn't do a thing uh, for them. Um, Wayne makes a comment because I was just going to recommend that. In this house here, I uh, used a pendulum to help him figure out the original layout of the Victorian home that we have. And it, it was very accurate. And mm -hmm. um, and it was crazy because we had we had we were just doing a restoration and then the house is haunted and the family's still here. I'm like, why don't we just ask them what they want or where things are? And we found an unbelievable doorway that had been hidden between the walls. I guess they, they they made apartments out of this at one point. And when we opened it up, we found all this beautiful trim work and wainscoting inside. And we're just, how could anybody hide this? But they told us where that was because the walls are all plaster. Yeah. So I truly believe that they're very helpful. Well, they, they've certainly been very helpful with us. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We, we, um, uh... We have a unique situation uh, with the team for this book number four. Right. And that uh, when Dan was in Northwest Louisiana uh, visiting some of these locations I mentioned earlier, uh, uh, there was an individual who was uh, assisting us in setting up these locations. And this individual uh, had some talents um, and sat in on several of the sessions and uh, made some nice contributions. Right. And earlier last year, she died. Oh. And uh, recently, uh, uh, if you will, uh, she represented herself as wanting to continue working with us wow. on this project. That's phenomenal. So we've got that 
wonderful situation of the same spirit working with us in the body and this time uh, uh, in, in spirit. So um, that's amazing. I, I was impressed with that. Right? Well, that, that, George, yeah. tell, tell her the personal connection I have. Uh, that's interesting. That brings in another aspect. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, it's, it. it's, yeah. It just goes, goes, goes. We had a session uh, with uh, one of our uh, mediums um, when Dan was last here in town. And the property that uh, this individual owns, uh, we determined that uh, uh, people were living there 4,000 years ago. And that's the time frame we were looking at in this book. And they had contact with what they called the sky people. And that's kind of the focus of where right. we're going with this book. Right. But in further investigating Dan's interest in that particular property, the, the, the individual said, oh, well, of course, Dan, you were here a thousand years ago. You were the chief. And um, yeah. It, and <laughs> yeah, and it also turned out that this individual I just mentioned, uh, who is now in spirit, is wanting to work with us, uh, was also in the in in that location one thousand years ago, and was married to Dan. Oh, geez, that must have been so, interesting. So, so, how how did that come about? Where will you figure that out? Did you kind of look at each other and go, "What"? <laughs> like. Oh, that, that was that was just the individual, the uh, uh, the medium. She has a broad, broad talent and she was just really clicking, seeing things and just uh, all sorts of information was coming in. And that's where she was able to make that that pairing. But that's a little bit mind blowing, Dan. How did you feel when that happened? <laughs> well, it, it's curious. <laughs> I haven't told my wife next door in the next room about that yet. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, even a no, thousand apart, there may there may be some jealousy there, but <laughs> no, I um, you know, when I met her, you know, in this life, in this life, uh, I didn't, I, I was attracted to her smile, oh, something okay. like that, but I did not feel any, you know, deja vu or anything like that. No. We just clicked as people who met and became friends, and right. so when George came up with this, that was that was a, a quite a, it was a su delightful surprise, but it was a total surprise, right. Right, I bet <laughs> that, that I that puts you in a bit of a pickle there, <laughs> you know. Like especially when you mentioned the jealousy thing, that would be difficult for for some people because I've met people who have been part of my past lives and so on. This, I mean, if you follow the theory that we follow each other in in soul circles and that sort of thing, we just sort of role play. If that theory is true. Um, I imagine that we all bounce around with each other, you know, um, quite often. That seems to be the case. Yeah, we had an interesting experience. Uh, the place where I lived a thousand years ago is uh, a friend of ours uh, who, who is now part of the team has a home out there. Right. And George and I went out there and uh, the place overlooks, it's a hilly area. And uh, a thousand years ago, this is where I lived. And so we went to the back porch and we're sitting there chit-chatting and I'm looking across to the hill. It, it goes down and then back up. And there's a little right. gully in between. And I'm going, there are people out there. There's a lot of people out there. And our friend who is a healer says, well, those are your people. I said, what? That's your tribe. That's your, they're, they're happy that you're here. So eventually, I, you know, we're sitting there and I said, I have got to go over there. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all excuse me, I'm not to go. I walk down the hill, 
across the gully and and, and walked into uh, I, I had a, a terribly emotional, uh, warm, loving feeling just kind of wafted over me. It came out of nowhere, but it was, I called it a welcome home feeling. Just mm -hmm. came on like that. Now, from my perspective, I'm just remaining yeah, on the hill. <laughs> <laughs> He's just like staying out of the limelight, aren't you? <laughs> yeah. Think think back to the movie Field of Dreams. Oh, I love that movie. Yeah. Okay. Love and that. any of the scenes where any of the characters are leaving the ball field and they just kind of go into the cornfield and right. you know, especially James Earl Jones in the at the end of the show where he kind of goes, Yeah. Yeah, right. Well, that's what yeah. I was seeing, Dan going into <laughs> the woods. Dan was going into I, the field. I, and I'm thinking, <laughs> Dan, you better come back. I can't explain this to Mary. <laughs> exactly. Don't <laughs> leave me holding the bag now. Yeah. So, it, was wow. a, it was a long 15 minutes where I was. <laughs> <laughs> Dan just like totally like having a, a, a yeah, but here, the interesting thing was, yeah, yeah, the interesting thing was all of this information came from different sources. Right. And when we went out to the location, I had that overwhelming emotional experience. I mean, it, it just... It, uh, to me, right. it confirmed the fact that, you know, we're onto something. Right, right. Have Have you guys worked? Like, have you done a book or, or maybe think about doing a book that is strictly past lives? Like, have you tried that with, with other people as well? <clears throat> I, I have done it. I'm a registered cl uh, clinical hypnotherapist, so I've done. I'm just going to put past up comments lives. while you talk. So right. I've done that. Right. But, uh, now, George and I haven't really explored doing that. We might. Sounds interesting. Yeah, it's a, it's a tool that's available to us because of Dan's skills, uh, if if the occasion calls for it. As far as pursuing it as its own its own self, uh, haven't really thought in that direction. Because there's so many, you know, wonderful books out there uh, on yeah. that. Now, but it's Dwarf's so Cat fascinating. Uh, I think if people who follow your work might find it um, really interesting to see how you guys do it. If there's an angle that's fresh, we would certainly give it thought. I, I, I mean, let's face it. We know the spirits, you know, like the dead speak. They, they really do. Um, I have worked with a lot of people through the years um, with different forms of divination or communi spirit communication. And they'll, they have come out and basically said, no, you know, this is your person or this is who you were in a past life. Or these were people. Like I tend to feel bad because sometimes I don't know who they are. They come forward, you know, it's like, oh, this person saying you, you remember this. And I'm like, I don't remember anything. <laughs> and I feel really, yeah. I feel really terrible about it because I feel you almost have that sense of that sense of guilt where you feel like, you know, especially if it's a loved one, you really feel like you should know. Like it just doesn't stay with you. It's so buried, you know. So I, I think it would be something really interesting if you used your technique with something like yeah, that. Well, you know, again, just speaking from personal experience, there's definitely something to past life experiences. I, I think there are several facets, but there, there definitely is something to uh, reincarnation and past life. I mean, I've, I've seen it too many times. Yeah, especially with you, apparently. <laughs> well, yeah, there, there, there's an interesting story about that if you got a minute. Yeah, I don't think I've told this before, but quite a few minutes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, back you know, back when I was getting my degree, uh, I, I would do sessions, you know, individual sessions. Sometimes I'll do group sessions because you you can do that. You can take a whole group back, you know, and different people click on different times, and some people click, and some people don't. Mm. But I was watching around the room, and you can tell when somebody's going, you know, 
when they're they're in a past life. Now they may be going through the full body experience, or they may be just uh, you know smelling mother's apple pie, or they may mm -hmm. have a tactile sensation. You know, I, I feel hot or, or whatever. You know, some sensation. Mm -hmm. but there was this one young woman who was just stone faced. I mean, I said, I, I, I'm not getting through to this woman. I'm just not. She's she's the one that you know I strike out every once in a while. Mm -hmm. So I ended the session, brought everybody back up. We're going around the room. You know, tell us what you experienced. Somebody go, well, I smelled apple pie. Uh, I felt the heat of the sun. Uh, mm -hmm. I thought I was an Etruscan. And we got to this woman and she said, I, 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 I the Indian stole my baby. And she just oh. broke down weeping. Oh, I mean, wow. we had, I mean, she was bawling. They took my baby. They took my baby. And, you know, it was, we had, we had a couple of ladies picked her up and we, walked, we took her outside and walked her around for 50 minutes just to bring her down. But her experience was so real. And mm. unfortunately, it was an unhappy experience. Wow. But it was, I mean, boy, it was, there's no way in, in hell you could fake something like that. So, yeah, there's something to it. Yeah, I can't even imagine. I mean, I think, you know, there's, there's, I'm sure there are several reasons as to why we, we come back and we are not allowed to have a recollection of past lives. I mean, how many tragedies like this, how many people have we lost, you know, through, through, through death? I mean, we lose people throughout our entire lives, people we know, people we love. Um, if you can imagine that being a cycle that just keeps going, how functional of an individual would we be if we, we held on to all of that, it would be, you know, it would be fairly tragic, but then again, there's just so many loves and happy memories. And, but then you, you get into situations where you have to wonder how much of it is ancestral um, imprinting as opposed to people say, Oh, it must've been a past life. You know, I've had two grandfathers fight in the world mm -hmm. war. I'm thinking, you know, I've, and, and, and I've had Templar Knights in my, my, my lineage, like forget the past life stuff. Like, what about, how, like, how do you know what the difference is if it's past life or if it's just ancestral, ancestral, you know, imprinting? Uh, well, I have, I have a couple of theories. One, I think uh, in some cases, I think you're bringing up something that you, you remember from this life. I mean, right. they're proven cases where people have past life and it turns out when they were 12, they read an autobiography or a biography and that's right. what they were calling. Right. That happened. Interesting. Um, also, I think, I think it's possible uh, for memory to be carried in your, in your DNA. For example, you know, you've heard somebody say, well, you've got your granddaddy's eyes or, you know, you've got your grandmother's smile. Well, if you can carry a smile, why can't you carry a memory? Right. So it's possible those memories are carried in your DNA. And then again, I think there are a lot of times it's legitimate mm -hmm. past life experience. Right. Right. Oh, yeah. Because, I mean, if you have a family member, like I said, you know, my grandfather was hurt in the war, you know, and he spent like two years um, in Europe just recovering. So I think to myself, how much of that do I do we do we hold on to it? Like, we're, I, I imagine if somebody w was killed on a battlefield, for example, you know, and and that 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 goes on somehow um into the whole past life thing and that imprints but you know to be hurt and to take that with you those memories that trauma i'm thinking of you know people who come back from war and have this huge trauma and they go on to have children like that that trauma must carry forward into 
um, future generations because it leaves such an imprint. You know, have you ever come across spirits like that? Um, not in that context, no. No, no. Yeah, well, I mean, just in general, with something that's so, so impactful, you know, that, but that, but it's not really their trauma. I mean, I've I've come across it, and I don't douse or anything like that. So it's just a curiosity more than anything, because everybody's got a story, dead or alive, right? Yeah. Well, so. Yeah. Everybody's got lots of stories. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think part of the, yeah. I think part of the answer to your question uh, yeah. is you can't remember that because you, if you remembered your past lives, it would overload you. You know, imagine, imagine you know, you, you've had a thousand past lives. Well, imagine losing your mother and your father and your wife and your kids a thousand times. You know, or, yeah. or even if it's all good times, imagine just all of that. Yeah. You know, the human mind can't handle it. No, I agree with you. I don't think we would be like overly functional as as individuals if we could. Now you have a whole other type of baggage. Um, Zach Man, hey, says it came in a dream to him. His past life experience wasn't too pretty. It came in a dream. It was dark around me. I felt a gun pointed at the back of my head. I said, make it quick with shot that my body was set on fire. So in this case, how do you know it's a past life and not just you know again is it ancestral or is it, did you just watch a movie as a child <laughs> you know like this is this is something i guess the spirits can tell you right well yeah that's where yeah dowsing would come in handy there because you could clear it up pretty pretty quickly yeah yeah right right so okay let's let's fast forward into um i like i mean i guess the chance to get to pick your brains now so I, I promise, I promise, I'll be gentle. <laughs> it puts his hat down. Come on now. <laughs> Thank you, George. Um, do you ever come, when you're dousing or when you're using your pendulum, there are different techniques, you know, as, as to, to the whole energy thing. Some people will say you have to ask certain spirits, you know, how, how the, the pendulum behaves. Sometimes they say it's based on your own energy as to how the pendulum behaves. Um, I've seen pendulums do crazy things used by a lot of different people. Um, and they seem to behave differently. And the one thing I find interesting is that the, some people just don't really know who they're actually talking to, no matter what the technique is, no matter how sure some people are, sounds like you guys have been doing this a really long time. So <laughs> I'm going to take your word for it. As opposed to some people I know who just like just start to dabble. I've seen people get into a lot of trouble um, using pendulums, just inviting something to communicate. Um, one of the worst mm -hmm. families I've worked with, like hardest core uh, cases was a woman whose mother used to use a pendulum all the time. She did for decades. She passed away. The family was grieving one of the daughters who was an adult picked up the pendulum thinking she was communicating with her mother and things went really bad in the house. She truly believed she was in communication with her mother and it wasn't, it was just something trying to come in and feed off that grief, I guess. So do you guys ever come across those, those individual entities that try to get in there and, uh, you know, trick you, I guess. Tell her about WD. <sighs> Yeah, you always laugh when he says like oh i don't know <laughs> <It's funny. laughs> i don't think i want to do that one oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, oh they're, they're okay this 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 is 
this would be a pretty good story. Okay, uh, so for all you kids at home, listen and don't try that. <laughs> okay, go ahead, yeah, Jerry. Try this at home. We're using the pendulum as a principal instrument in researching uh, Lindsay Higgins and you know what was her connection with extraterrestrials, the, the, the abductions and whatnot. And uh, we we were using the pendulum at the location where Lindsay, when she was a two and a half, maybe three, okay, her her, her family ran a restaurant on an old train station. Family lived upstairs. Lindsay was upstairs in her room while mom and dad are downstairs running the restaurant one day, and it's a nice, bright, sunny day, and she tired of being in the room. She wants to go outside and play in the sun. So her spirit friends open the very large, heavy, double hung window and mm -hmm. out she goes to the balcony. And of course, people are coming into the restaurant and they're seeing this toddler just be bopping along in the sun on the balcony. So they notify the family. They rush upstairs, bring Lindsay back in, close the window. And there's nobody upstairs who could have opened the window. Mm -hmm. Okay. So they asked, well, Lindsay, who opened, who opened the window? Oh, it was my friend Morlock. And okay. That mm. kind of brought up a, uh, mm-hmm, how you sure? Okay. Uh, but anyway, when Dan was in town, we went to that location and with the pendulum asked if that story was accurate. And yes, the story was accurate. And mm -hmm. then I asked, well, by chance is the individual who opened the window present? Yes. Oh, okay. Hmm. Well, by chance, are you are, are 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 you buried in Oakland Cemetery, which is the oldest cemetery in Shreveport? He said, "Well, as a matter of fact, I am." And I said, hmm. "Well, as a matter of fact, Dan and I are going to do is go over there this afternoon. Would you hmm. be willing to guide us to to your location?" He said, "Sure." So that afternoon, um, uh, we're over in the cemetery. Dan's using the pendulum. Uh, do we? go north, east, south, west, whatever, how many paces, and basically navigating um, around. Mm -hmm. And eventually, we were led to a family plot of Woodworth. There was W.D. Woodworth, father, um, Eugenia Woodworth, wife, and his son, Robert. And it turns out that wd oh, was lindsay's father <laughs> okay. in that car incarnation oh yeah okay so, we, had, so... We, we were drawn to if you will the club the family cluster that remained the same of lindsay's current family she her sister and her father was wd and his two daughters and oh. so that's how we met WD. We had many sessions with WD. Right. Uh, I did a lot of research through, through the newspapers. And uh, yeah, there are a lot of local accounts of WD. He was wow. uh, quite the character. Wow. He, he, he was an Irishman, immigrated to uh, America during our Civil War. He fought with uh, the Union Navy for a while. Then he was in the uh, Army out in, out in the West in the Indian Wars, where he was uh, shot with an arrow and shot with a, a bullet. And, messed up mm -hmm. his eyes so he had poor eyesight he eventually mm -hmm. settled in shreveport uh, got married had a family and was um uh, yeah quite a oh, character to talk to 
That's yeah, that's crazy. I love it though when you can connect the dots. So um, you work with a medium sometimes when you when you're doing this. I imagine that that would, um, I, I guess, simplify things a little bit because when you're talking about pacing things out, like it seems like quite a process. Uh, it we have developed a nice team. We've got penalizers, which is precise, specific. Right. Uh, but it's difficult to get a body of information from a particular individual. And of course, that's where the mediums come in and they yes, can, yes. they're shown so much and then they can real time describe it. And that right. it makes for uh, a broader range of information to acquire. And it's, uh, mm -hmm. it, it's, it's a fascinating process. Right. Yeah, one thing I learned back in my day, I, I still do a little bit of the, uh, looking for missing person. I was, really heavily involved at for almost 20 years and the pendulum dowsing is very very accurate i mean you can if you're looking for somebody you can get down to street addresses but if wow. you can involve um, multiple disciplines it's a lot faster and it's a lot easier and you get you get multiple uh, points of view so uh, that's one of the blessings of our team is we've got now uh george and i are pretty good uh, pretty good dowsers we've got another dowser we've got some mediums uh, mm -hmm. got a healer uh, some business people. Mm -hmm. uh, it's just a really good team. So we've got all that perspective working on us, working with us now. It's it's uh, mm -hmm. it, it's a fascinating process. Yeah, and it, mm -hmm. it builds a momentum, and it involves everyone present and uh, uh, mm -hmm. some individual. Oh, I got a question. You know, that Dan and yeah. I may never have thought yeah. to ask. Right. Uh, so it just it just covers a lot of territory, and it's a just a very energetic and. I would but see, you guys a have a lot of years experience though. Like, what do you say to to a novice, like somebody who's just getting maybe, you know, dabbling, getting started? I always say read, 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 learn, well, learn, you, learn. Since you mentioned it, since you brought <laughs> it up. Oh, we can see it. There we go. Very nice. Very nice. There we yes, go. Since you brought it up, I just happen to have a copy here. I'm always happy. Feel free to just, you know, absolutely. No, you know, you know, George and I have our books, and I have a couple of books on pendulum dowsing myself. Right. And uh, this, you can pick up pendulum dowsing in about five minutes. I mean, if you can hold a rock on a string, mm -hmm. you can douse. Right. But becoming uh, adept at it requires a lot of practice and a lot of, lot of, uh, lot of mental discipline. But the mm -hmm. actual technique, I mean, that's it right there. Right. That's the technique. When you say mental discipline, this is this is what, because like I said, I've seen people get themselves pretty knee deep, if not more, oh, in yeah. trouble. You can overdo yeah. it. I mean, I've seen people in the grocery store, you know, should I buy this watermelon? Should I buy this watermelon? Should I buy, you know, that's, right. that's carrying right. a little bit too far. Right, no, it, right. The little discipline comes in like a good example. When, when you're looking for a missing missing child, yes, you want a yes answer. Is this missing child alive? If you think alive, you're going to get a live answer, and that may not be the situation. So the so, discipline, the discipline okay. comes in is keeping your mind absolutely clear right. so that your subconscious makes the contact and gives you the correct answer. See, that's what I was going to say. I think this that's the hard works part. with spirit boards people will will think the answer that they yeah. want or you know and mm -hmm. it reacts so it makes you wonder you know obviously they are able to project out you know that energy to get the answer that they want or to have something say oh sure 
I'll tell uh-huh. you what you want to hear kind of thing. So keep yeah, yeah, a really clear mind is key. Yeah, if, if you're talking to a spirit of, say, Sally James, who was a uh, seamstress in 1880, Arizona, but right. you want Cleopatra, if you think Cleopatra, you go, I'm, you'll get a yes answer. I'm talking to Cleopatra. Right. <laughs> but that, but, you know, right. you're creating the answers rather than Sally James. So it, mm-hmm. it does right. you absolutely no good. So it's possible to manipulate, like, to manipulate oh, yeah, I mean, the whole process. Yeah. Like, I sure. can, yeah, anybody. You can hold this and you can make it go right. You can make it go left. You can make it go back and forth. Yeah. The trick is, the skill is in keeping your mind absolutely clear so your subconscious can provide the right movement of the pendulum. Right. That's the challenge. Okay. Yeah. And a technique that we use in, in sessions, uh, if I'm doing the questioning, then I will not hold the pendulum. Uh, we have a third individual who's skilled with the pendulum. He doesn't know the questions. So, you know, there's a buffer there that kind of makes sure that I'm not going to subconsciously or subliminally influence the spin. Uh, when Dan and I are part of the same team, we'll also let somebody else uh, hold the pendulum if possible, just to, you know, mm-hmm. minimize that, that influence factor. Right. I'm sorry, go ahead. I'm sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, just as far as using the pendulum for information, uh, the last, oh gosh, over a year, uh, couple of times a week I do my weather permitting, take my, mm-hmm. my neighborhood walks. Uh, there's a particular spot where I will always take a photograph with my iPhone. And right. over the years, uh, that phone has photographed quite a right. number of things that are not visual uh, to me, Right. but they're in the photograph. And very often they are objects that are in the sky. Right. And Interesting. Okay, uh, is, is the object in this photograph a bird? No. Mm-hmm. Okay. Is it some debris held aloft by the wind or something? No. Mm-hmm. Uh, is this object, whatever it is in the sky, mm-hmm. is it something that Dan and I would call a UFO? Yes. Right. Right. And you could ask more questions and I'll send the photograph to Dan and mm-hmm. just let him do a cold reading on see what he gets with his right. pen. Very often we're complimentary. So that's right. Okay, that's which that's, is which is good validation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I was going to say one of the techniques that uh, when we have the group together, <clears throat> like if George and I are doing a pendulum at the same time, we will sit facing away from each other, and if we have a medium, <clears throat> we'll have a medium sitting down providing answers, and she will face away from both of us, and somebody else will ask the question. Mm-hmm. That way, I can't see George's pendulum. He can't see mine. The, the medium can't read our body language. Mm-hmm. So there's no way we can you know, cheat. And right. you know, nine times out of 10, we always come up with the same answers. Right, right. Well, which, and, and that's what gives it credibility. Yeah. Right. Um, quick question here, Tamara. Hey, Tamara, do you use different dowser example, wood, metal? I was, I was taught that different metals are good for finding different things. Uh, that's true if you believe it. Ah. Otherwise, I, I have uh, wood pendulums, I have crystal pendulums, I have rock pendulums, I have plastic, <clears throat> glass. Mm. Uh, this pendulum right here, <clears throat> I was looking for pendulums at a, a gym store, and I couldn't find anything I want, but wanted, so I found uh, a necklace. This is a necklace. Right. I like the stone, so I grabbed it, and that's, that is now my pendulum. Right. Uh, yeah. One well, time, I, uh, I, I went out on a session at a cemetery. We, we were doing some... Uh, spirit contact. I forgot my pendulum. Mm. Just, just, you know, bonehead mistake. 
Mm. So I went back to my truck, took a pair of tennis shoes I had as you know spare spare shoes, cut off <clears throat> cut off a tennis shoe lace, picked up a rock, mm -hmm. tied it off. That's my pendulum, and oh. it worked perfectly. Right. So so do you obviously. I mean, I'm just gonna throw it out there. So, do you think that your energy has a, a lot to do then with with doubt, the dousing the process? Because obviously, it's not necessarily just the item, but it's what you're putting out there. Oh yeah, there's no in, there's no magic in the pendulum whatsoever. It's a rock on a string. That's that, yeah. it's a, you know, it's a hammer, it's a saw, it's a nail, it's it's a tool. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. The magic, so to speak, comes from uh, your your subconscious. Right, and basically you hold this and yeah, you hold this in front of your your eyes, and your your conscious mind is focused on this. Mm -hmm. While your conscious mind is looking at this thing, your right. subconscious—that's the interface—is freed up and can contact whatever you want to call it, God, uh, the universe, the Akashic records, whatever. It makes the contact. That's where the information comes. It's mm -hmm. downloaded to your subconscious. Your subconscious mind controls the finger movement. You know, not mm. your conscious mind. And that's why it's so important to keep your mind clear. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah, I I agree with you on that. I think a lot of um, people sell themselves short. I, I You know, you if you have a strong mindset, I, I, I've seen crazy things. I've seen, you know, I've, I've used experiments where I've been able to get a glass to go across the table just by literally my mindset. Mm -hmm. You know, just do this, do this, do this, do this. You know, and it's it's people don't realize how, how powerful, like you know, mm -hmm. psychokinesis. <laughs> it's easy, you know. So good round of menopause will get you doing all kinds of amazing <laughs> things. You know, <laughs> kid you not. <laughs> you know, it's it's one of the things I always say that people have such difficulty believing that they're powerful enough to project their energy to do all of these amazing things. It's easier for them to think that there's a malevolent spirit causing all this angst um, than it is for them to think to themselves, no, I actually am strong enough to project this energy. You know? And, well, I mean, yeah, that brings up something interesting. Uh, we, we always get the question, yeah, have you and George run into any demons? And the answer is always no. We have never had a negative experience. And that's not to say that there aren't bad things out there. Mm -hmm. But we don't manifest them. We don't go looking for them. We don't have anything to do with them. Uh, we mm -hmm. go in looking for a good experience, and that's that's what we get. Mm -hmm. And also, we're using the pendulum as a tool, an investigative tool for a purpose. We're not doing it for entertainment or let's mm -hmm. see what happens or spooky, spooky, woo-woo. Uh, mm -hmm. No, it's a an investigative tool with a, a direction where we're headed now we can go off on all sorts of arenas but yeah. uh, yes uh, yes cool. well i mean if you think about it, paranormal investigators use all kinds of tools and get themselves into heaps loads of trouble yeah. so um I, I i i think it's just a matter of trial and error and educating yourself knowledge is really important um i think you know dan you i mean You've done hypnotherapy. You've you've been in that that side of things for a really long time. I think you have an understanding of the whole. Um, I mean, the past life thing for sure. You know, people just. I think primarily a lot of people want to get hypnotized if they're coming to somebody like you. It's like no, I, I want to know who I was in another life. I think you, you've just 
you guys have just taken it to a different level with the dowsing because people for some reason need to see something physical i think this is why you have a lot of gifted mediums who will use sometimes cards or, or things like that because people on average need to see something they need to feel something it's difficult for them to just get their mind around it and take somebody's word for something you know they need to see something in action you yeah, know. yeah i haven't quite thought about it that way but yeah there there is a human need for ritual Yes. And although the, the way George and I use it, it's not a ritual. Again, it, it's a tool, but mm -hmm. it does give people something to that they can physically see. Exactly. Talk about it that way. Yeah. I, I mean, this is just something that I have heard feedback that I've received, you know, from some people over the years. And it's like, yeah, I can understand that. That need to, to see and feel, it gives them more of an understanding, um, you know, because let's face it, I mean, it'd be nice if everybody, I mean, I believe everybody's gifted. I just believe not everybody is able to use it or they haven't developed it or they haven't, you know, maybe they're afraid of it and they're oh, afraid yeah. to go there. Um, but I, you know, I think it's it's not like everybody can go, oh, gee, you know, there's grandpa standing in the corner, <laughs> you know, like I was at my grandmother's funeral. I'm the only one laughing because I see my grandmother standing next to her, you know, where she was laying. And listening to what people were saying about him, like, <laughs> naughty grandma, who shouldn't be doing that, you know? And people, I had one uncle behind me, said, did you see your grandmother standing there? I'm like, you too? <laughs> you know, but nobody else had any idea they're going up there. And I'm just saying, you better say nice things. <laughs> and they think I'm kidding. I'm like, I'm not kidding. So I think if people really opened up and had that ability and really worked with it, um, it would make things a lot simpler. So this is a technique that's easy, I think, for people yeah, to very, learn how to very. do. Yeah, we had an experience uh, while we were researching the book on Lindsay Higgins. We were at the at, at one of the locations, the uh, the restaurant location, and one of the we had a lot of participants, and uh, they were mostly observers. And one of them was just an absolute skeptic. You know, he, he wasn't. Uh, being hard on us, he was just an honest to God skeptic. Well, that's and we tough. Yeah. Doing the session, and you know who I'm talking about, mm -hmm. George. But yeah, we start. We got into it. We got into it. And he started asking questions. And by the end of the session, he's a firm believer now, because he's seen it in action. And he wow. he was asking questions about people uh, that mm -hmm. George and I had never heard of, had no idea, and we were providing the answers. Right. And he was going, well, all right. Well, there's something there. Why do you think people be skeptical about it? It's such an ancient technique. Don't know. You know, uh, some people uh, some people are just scared of the paranormal. That's I, I think true. a lot of it is, is conditioning. You know, we're taught ghost stories and things like that from from childhood. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. uh, what we're trying to do is say, uh, be skeptical, be as skeptical as you want to be, but keep mm -hmm. an open mind. And if you don't believe it. Try it for six weeks. Experiment mm -hmm. it. Find out for yourself. Don't just you know sit back and go. I don't believe yeah. in this stuff. I'm not doing Give it. Give it a try. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. Right. What you'll find is that uh, people who do allow themselves to live to that extent tend to be very happy people. Mm -hmm. Life is such a, a depth and such a breadth right. that uh, whoa, <laughs> this right. is an adventure. Right. So, you I have agree. to have expansion of, of your worldview, if you will, mm -hmm. anytime you turn loose with any of these talents. And it does make the individual life so much richer. At least mm -hmm. I'll answer that. Yeah. 
Oh, I, I agree. I agree with you. I mean, I, I, for me, it's been a part of my life, like mm -hmm. my whole life, you know, and, and when I have people say, aren't you afraid? I'm just like, I couldn't imagine not being able to do the things that I can do. I help mm -hmm. a lot of people, but I also have a healthy curiosity, even though I've got a very logical mind, you know, I'll see mm -hmm. something or experience something and I've got to go through the process of elimination in my head. Um, but I mean, you know, for me, that's, that's what works. It just filters through everything. Some people are just, they're just scared. You know, and that's fine for them. Stay where you are. If, you, if it's working for you, that's great. I mean, we're not, we're yeah. not pushing anything. Yes. Yeah, one, of, yeah, one, of, one of the things you hear most of us when we're making presentations or just talking to people, we're not missionaries. We're not trying to convince anybody. Right. Here's the information. This is what we've come up with. This is our documentation. Uh, here's how you can do it yourself if you want to check us out. Find out for yourself. Right. Right. So you've helped find a lot of missing people. So and, yeah. And you've had some really interesting communications. Do you mm -hmm. guys want to yeah. talk about that? Yeah. Well, sure. Area would you like to hit first? <laughs> and you both jump in. Whatever. Who wants to go first? <laughs> well, let me tell, let me tell you a funny story. I, we may have covered this in a session before, but talking okay. about communicating with the spirits and the spirits helping us. Uh, mm. George and I have had a real good friend who passed away a couple of years ago, uh, Jim Reed. And Jim was uh, big in, big into land. He was a you know, landowner, bought, bought timber, things like that, up around Texarkana, Texas, Texarkana, Arkansas. And Jim was having, uh, in fact, one of your one of your calls was about dreams. Uh, Jim was having dreams from his grandfather who had passed away, mm -hmm. and it was one of those recurring dreams. And he came to me and he said, "You know, I think my granddad is trying to make contact. Can we do something?" So right. we went out to the old family cemetery, which was started in the 1830s. And right. it was way, way out in the big woods, out in the pine woods. There was a, you know, no highway within 10 miles. There was a, the nearest house was a mile away. Uh, nice, well-tended, you know, they kept the cemetery up. But we went out to the graveyard. And what I normally do is I'll walk around an area just to kind of familiarize myself with it. I'll take a recorder. Uh, I hope to catch an EVP, but that's not the main reason. Right. Uh, the main reason is I will have an accurate recording of everything that happened. You know, I don't want to depend on my memory when I write it up. So when I write it up, I'm transcribing exactly what happened. Mm -hmm. So I'm sitting down, I uh, got my pendulum out, and I, had, I taught Jim how to do dowsing, so he was going to try it. I'm sitting down by this pine tree, turn on my recorder, get ready to go. Jim comes up, says, I lost my pendulum. I go, what? He said, I can't find my pendulum. Okay, turn off the recorder. We go around, we look around, we can't find his pendulum. Well, we do the session. Turns out uh, Granddad was visiting Jim. He was uh, concerned that the uh, county was going to do eminent domain and move the cemetery. That was what that was all about. Mm -hmm. But the interesting thing is when I got back to uh, Arizona and I'm transcribing the thing, I've got the uh, the recorder up to my ear and it goes, I hear, I lost my pendulum. Another male voice comes in. It's by the truck. And then you hear me say, you lost your pendulum. It's by the truck. <laughs> it wasn't me. It wasn't Jim. It's by the it truck. Right. The spirit was trying to tell us he had lost his pendulum. <laughs> by the truck. And it's an EVP, and it is clear as a bell. 
Yeah, I love it. I love it. I think they're always trying to communicate. It's just the living that aren't paying attention. Mm -hmm. most yeah, we're, of the time. we're blocking. We're blocking them out. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes, that's actually pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> so being scolded you're not listening to me yeah. it's by the truck it's by the truck i know that's hilarious um so do you come into contact with uh because i mean i've recently learned that in different forms of spirit communication you do have extraterrestrial beings that are also trying to communicate do you guys ever come across that often aside from Lindsay? Jump in there, George, on that one. You're, oh, well, we, that than I yeah. Um, <laughs> in the course of researching for uh, the, the Lindsay Higgins book, uh, yeah. uh, basically I asked, well, um, is it possible to communicate with the extraterrestrial who's involved with this case? Yes. Um, are you that individual? Yes. Right. And then, well, uh, just for reference purposes, uh, can Dan and I refer to you as ET? <laughs> okay, sure. And we had a great deal of material uh, from the pendulum in conversations with the extraterrestrial about what was happening and not happening with mm -hmm. Lindsay, her experiences. Right. And we had two occasions where our, at that time we had the mediums working with us. Mm -hmm. And I had a meeting with one of the mediums and I asked if she could, I asked what her impression was right. of E.T. And E.T. presented uh, itself and mm -hmm. she described basically exceedingly highly evolved spirit mm -hmm. uh, that has the ability to pretty much move, travel wherever it wants to go to manifest in whatever situation. Mm -hmm it needs to do right and there was a session that uh dan uh, attended with the, the other medium mm -hmm. and the other pendulum dowser and i asked uh well et can you present yourself and you can pick it up from there dan well uh, this is that uh this is the mike woods park thing right yeah this is yeah this yeah, yeah. yeah. This is Lauren. Yeah, we were there and uh, we were sitting in kind of a semicircle. And they had to, uh, one of our mediums was sitting to my right. I was here. Then that George and the other Dowser were over there. And uh, we were trying to communicate. And uh, our medium started, was definitely picking up on something. And then, yeah, I looked over at her. I, she was picking up something. I kind of looked out in the, in the middle of the circle. And I was hit with a wave of, uh, I think what what she called it was uh, a mother love. That's that's how our, our medium described it. I mean, it was like a pleasant wave that just kind of waved right through me. I don't know why she felt it and I felt it, and George and the, the, the other Dowser did not. But it came it came at a, at a wave to us. And after it was over with, I said, "Did you feel that? Boy, did I feel that." Mm -hmm. Mother love is the, the perfect expression, and it just waved right through us. Yeah, and when Lauren was describing what else she was perceiving from ET, she was she definitely saw a lot of purple. Purple, yeah. That was the color that she was associating uh, with ET. So, mm -hmm. what what we gathered is uh, not what I, I guess folks would usually consider an extraterrestrial. 
uh, would be like. They're spirits, just right. like we are. Right, right. Um, different levels of evolution, if you will, spiritual evolution or, or evolvement. Yeah, yeah, I, I would go with that. I, I think that you have media that's just really, you know, made it, terrifying and i don't want i don't want to um um lessen any experiences that people may have had that were very traumatizing i tend to to wonder if it's you know because they they sometimes make it traumatizing like you know if someone's just gonna try to fight and like kill you <laughs> you're there you know it may be it may be really difficult and, and not leave you with a very good taste in your mouth but i know more often than not, people have really amazing experiences. So when you're describing that, it sounds really in tune with a lot of stories that I have heard of mm -hmm. people who have had encounters. Yeah, you know, one thing that... Uh, I'm sorry, go ahead, sorry. One thing that uh, became evident in the course of the investigations with, with Lindsay um, was uh, her perception like so many uh, individuals, is that these abductions or these encounters, they're one-offs. That's why they mm -hmm. call abductions. It's a, a criminal act, you know. It's a, um, but that wasn't the case. What, what was involved was a long-term, I wouldn't say experiment, but endeavor that mm -hmm. Lindsay agreed to participate in. And right. that these were manifestations of uh, that long-term process occurring in her, her current life. And right. uh, that put a whole different perspective on it. Uh, that, mm -hmm. okay, it, I'm less a victim mm -hmm. than I'm a participant. And that, right. that, that shift in viewpoint can make a big difference. Oh, I can completely, completely work with that because, um, you know, just from personal experiences, yeah, I think there's a lot that we're just, we just don't remember. Maybe they don't let us remember because it's not our time. Maybe we're not ready. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. You know, I, I think that, that you're given the information when they think perhaps you can handle the information. Um, yeah, Dolly is a, a conscious contactee, so she's fully aware. Um, so go ahead. Feel free to chime in anytime, Dolly. She goes, yeah, we're all basically entities and yeah, ET as well as us. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, we're ETs to, ET looks at us. We're ETs to them. I mean, mm -hmm. Yeah. Do you think maybe that um, they're us in the future or that they're, you know, already here? We bumped into that. Uh, we, we bumped into it. it. We bumped into it. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. I, I, you know, there's so many different theories. Everybody thinks of ET and they automatically think from, from the sky. They don't may not you know they don't necessarily think that it's here or maybe it's dimensional. So when you're dimensional. dousing, or, you know, or all of the above, or mm -hmm. all of the above. Yeah, definitely all of the above. Right, exactly. So you guys can can with your dousing, you can can you communicate with beings that are dimensional or interdimensional, or are you dealing with one specific realm? What do the dead guys? I think we're dealing with multiple realms according mm -hmm. to their their schedule, not according to our schedule. Mm -hmm. Right. But yeah, a good example. George mentioned he'll send me photographs blind. Yeah, I don't know what I'm looking at except it's a photograph, and he says George says there's something in it. So I'll put it up on my screen, zoom around, try to find it, and I'll see a dot or something, and then zoom in on it, mm -hmm. and then I'll do a reading on it. And uh, when it turns out to be it's a, a UFO or UFO related object. You know, I will ask, is mm -hmm. this coming through a portal? 
or is this looking looking at Earth through a window? Uh, is this craft what George and I would call a UFO? We get a yes. Is it coming from another planet? Uh, get a yes or no. Is it coming from another dimension? Dimension. Get a yes or no. So I've gotten all the different different answers from, mm -hmm. from different craft. So mm -hmm. I, I think it's all playing out here. Mm -hmm. Universe is very busy. Yeah, very busy planet. <laughs> but fun. Um, here's a true question, and maybe it's not. Maybe you guys have done it. Um, you often hear about people who go missing in all these national parks. What is it, missing 411? Yeah. Um, have you guys tried dousing that? Have you tried to to figure uh, out? Because, no. I mean, you have missing people in very obscure ways. And I don't know. I think you guys would really – that'd be a journey, or should I say well, adventure? I, I did that for, for nearly you know for nearly 20 years. But uh, George and I are working in a different field right now. Right. Okay. I mean, that would be fascinating to follow, but there, it's so you know, there's, there's a hundred different directions we could follow, and we, we've got to kind of stay focused. Otherwise, mm -hmm. right. we never get anything done. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, I didn't mean to, you know for like a couple of decades. <laughs> they just yeah. like on an average, like picking an area and just seeing, you know. Well, um, yeah. When I go camping by myself, I'll think about four eleven. I go, hmm. Yeah. I don't know. I, I feel a little, fire a little higher. Yeah. I'm, I'm kind of one of those so caution to the wind people. Yeah. They just like, yeah, 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 sure. Just go and give it a whirl and see what happens as I get sucked into a portal or something. <laughs> just Well, uh, yeah. Uh, again, I'm out by myself quite a bit. I go camping by myself a lot. And right. out, out here in the West, I can go places where there's, you know, nobody for a hundred miles. Right. And uh, I'm leading into George's story, by the way, about cross the street. Uh, Mm -hmm. I, uh, several times I've gone camping and I'm, I'm overlooking the Navajo reservation and the, the point where Very I'm looking nice. at, right. there is nothing out there. I mean, there's no streets, there's no towns, there are no houses, there are no farms, there are no lights. There's nothing in that part of the, the reservation that I'm looking at. Right. And I, I will do a technique where I will, uh, yeah, and the, the, the nearest town is like 50, 60 miles away on the other side of the hill. So it's dark. Mm -hmm. I will meditate. Oh, making contact. Then I'll do my pendulum and ask for contact. And at some, if I think, I think I'm five for five when when a UFO has shown up. Uh, one time I, I did the session. I did my session with the bed about eleven o'clock. Three o'clock in the morning, I woke up. No, one o'clock in the morning, I woke wide awake, sat up, and sitting out. You know, I have no idea what what the distance was, but it looked like. Um, about half a mile from my campsite was a large full moon size glowing orb just hanging it hanging there right above the horizon now the moon had set hours earlier and mm -hmm. it just sat there and i got up and i stared at it got out of my cot threw on some warm clothes went around in my truck watched it some more just hanging there i'm going to take a picture Boop. went away mm, a camera shot it leads me into george's story Okay. <laughs> In the course of uh, investigating the Lindsay Higgins case, uh, I was really paying attention to just how everything was just coming together. I mean, the right team came together. I mean, there everything just click, 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 click. Mm -hmm. And it was just going so well. Uh, right. That, of course, right. I became suspicious. 
<laughs> is there oh, some God. way? <laughs> is there some way that Dan and I may be uh, subliminally influencing this process because it was just oh. stacking together too good? I mean, with the, the contacts with ET, with everything we're learning about Lindsay's past lives and her associations and the other spirits who made themselves known that were mm -hmm. also involved. This was just okay. Wait, no, no, no. Um, so mm -hmm. my skepticism was lit up again. And so I go to bed, get up the next morning, 7 a.m. This is the end of December. So 7 a.m. It's still pre-dawn, but right. sun's this beginning. Ungodly. <laughs> yeah. Wow. That was an early morning. Right that year. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But anyway, so I go into the living room and open up the blinds and uh, across the street, Hovering above my neighbor's house was an orange sphere, at least twenty feet in diameter, Jeez. and it's just—it's just there. Uh, the phrase would be "in your face," but there was no negative connotation. This was okay, George. Right. You see it, study it. So I studied that thing. I mean, I'm—it mm. uh, was kind of an orangey yellow, very similar to the light from the uh, street light below it. Mm -hmm. uh, could see first rays of light from the rising sun off in the east behind it. Mm -hmm. uh, the circumference was not hard edged. It was kind of like an artist with feather. Okay. Mm -hmm. It was almost a shimmer to it. And I've just examined the heck out of that sucker. Right. And it was real. It was the ah, 7 a.m. in the morning. Okay. You really can't have many other factors as to right. what, what uh, is causing uh, this event. Right. So, um, but then uh, what does George do next? Yeah, George, what did you do next? <laughs> uh, went and fed the porch cat. Walked back by the window. It's gone. And then click. Whoa. Okay. <laughs> I get you. That was an experience. Right? I don't know. The usual response for me with that, of course, would be step outside and look at it directly or try and get a photograph of it. Those thoughts never entered my mind. Right. It was there for me to observe, but it was not and to interact it. with it, not to photograph with it. And then when the moment came, when I realized it was gone, mm -hmm. that's when I realized that I had also been given a taste of the incredibly subtle nature of their communication. Right. How fabulous I mean, is that? Yeah. Uh, so that's, that's, I never had that thought because I was not to have that thought to go outside or take a picture of it. You're but not the first person I've heard say that. Yeah. So, and you uh, know, that's fascinating. Yeah. And, uh, uh, whoa, hello. So I had reassurance that yes, the information we're getting is correct. It's accurate. Press on boys, get the book out. Right. Right. No, I love that. I've actually heard people say that before. Like, I don't know. I don't know why. You know, I just didn't think to get a photograph. I will often, you know, if I'm driving down, you know, like like in this area, there's just a long road along the river, you know, and I'll just say, where are you? You know, I just feel them around. And all of a sudden I'll see something in the sky, like a big light go, just like that. Yeah. I'm just like, oh, hey. Um, Dolly's asking how long ago. Sorry, Dolly. Didn't want to interrupt. Uh, what, what I described, this was December of... Um... What, 2020? Yeah, that sounds right, 2020. There we go. And 
Jackman says, I've seen orbs in the sky at night when I've driven through the Gila River Reservation along Arizona 87. Yeah, yeah, we're in, yeah, we're in uh, UFO Central out here. That's in New Mexico. Oh yeah, it's, you are. <laughs> again, again I, I, I'm not special or or, or or gifted or anything like that, but I spend a lot of time outdoors outdoors at night. If you look up long enough and frequently enough, you're going to see stuff. It's right. going to happen. I agree with you. Dolly says you were being observed, and and yeah, uh, yeah, something else that George and I have come up with. We've, yeah. we've got a question we were, we've been asking, uh, and I'll send him photos. He'll send me photos. And one of the questions we ask through the pendulum is: Is this is this has this craft shown up just to uh, recognize that George is watching, or recognize that Dan is watching? Sometimes it's a yes, sometimes it's a no. But often we get a fact that they're showing up. Uh, my interpretation is they're showing up to say, yeah, you guys are on the right track. Keep going, right. keep going. Right. Well, they certainly don't mind you being aware of, of their presence. I, I am a big believer that when, when, if you're really ready to communicate with them, that you, they will, they'll make themselves known to you. Mm -hmm. You know, so that's what, that's what she says too. It will be a yes because they, they are, mm -hmm. yeah, they're definitely, like I said, little little things that I've asked for, I see them. I can almost ask on demand, you know, like, where are you? Are you here? And then you just see it like a, that flash in the sky and it just disappears. Sometimes I'll just see a big shot of, you know, like a, of color go across the night sky. Just, I, you know, and I know Northern Lights. I grew up in the North, <laughs> you know, but but it's, it's really fascinating mm -hmm. to me how you just see this well, flash of color and then it's just gone. Well, I, the, the perfect example last or last week, I was standing out in my yard sundown, and I saw a black object rise up. Now, I'm, I got a, a direct look at Sky Harbor Airport, busiest airport in the world, uh, and one of the busiest airports in America. So I, I know what jets look like. I know what uh, the Boeing plant where they make the Apaches is a mile from my house. I know what aircraft look like in the sky. Right. right. And a black object, which I initially thought was one of those Mylar balloons. Right rose directly up but it did not blow in the wind uh it waffled a little bit it did not reflect the sunlight and it was it was the sun had just set but there was sun up 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 in the sky there mm -hmm. and it rose for uh oh, three or four minutes straight as an arrow all the way up until it finally just it, it went out of sight mm -hmm. and i've seen lots of mylar balloons and they always they reflect the sunlight, they waffle, and they go with the breeze. This thing went straight up until it was, well, until it disappeared. Mm -hmm. And then I, I asked George about it. I said, you know, well, work your pendulum. And George came back with, yeah, Dan, it was it was there. They were just there to show you, uh, kind of recognize the fact that mm -hmm. you, know, you were there and you were looking for them, and they wanted to say, you know, keep up the good work. Yeah, there you go. I I believe that. I do. I believe that they'll find yeah, some the interesting ways. Thing is, right before that appeared, I had mentally mentally just said, hey, will you guys show up? Coincidence? You're, you're yeah. both in really good areas for that, though. I mean, <laughs> New Orleans, come on. You know, New Mexico. I was like, Jesus. <laughs> All you pretty much have to go out there is just go, oh, I mean, yeah. you know. We're both like real, real hot spots. But I, I mean, you have people right now, it's like an entire movement. The whole CE5 movement is something that people are just like, oh, you mean I can just go and think about it? 
I've had experiences my whole life. Obviously, I got to a point where I'm like, ah, no. <laughs> and then it's just like, it just eluded me. And then one day I just said, no, I think I, I think I'd like to pick this back up. And and the the wording was interesting. Pick this back up because I didn't have any recollection of it. It came <laughs> back after mm. I basically put yeah. it out there that okay, it's time, you know. And then almost immediately, experiences started happening. Almost immediately, it's just like they 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 do follow you and they do watch your progress and they do want to see you evolve and use the abilities that you're 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 it's been bestowed upon you, whether you've developed them yourself or whether you just sort of woke up and said, oh, I can do this, you know, but on that note, I'm going to have to do a quick station and sponsor ID before I get my butt fired. So <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> for everybody just tuning in right now, you are tuning in to the outer realm and our guests tonight are George Sewell and Dan Baldwin. We're talking about pendulum dousing extraterrestrials you name it, we're just sort of throwing everything in the mix there. We are fully sponsored by the amazing people over at Folgers Coffee, who basically, guys, we wouldn't be here uh, without them. Two nights a week. Yes, we love them. We appreciate them so very much. Also, big thank you to Dr. Snick, the sonic surgeon, Justin Snicker, uh, for the contribution of his voice and his music for the intro, the outro. He's an award-winning composer of Halloween horror, sci-fi, dark wave electronic music, and you can find him on Bandcamp, Spotify, iTunes, Amazon, you name it. Big thank you to artist Steve McGinnis for the creativity behind all the banners that you see for the outer realm. So we thank you very much also. You are listening to, again, the Outer Realm and United Public Radio Network, UFO Paranormal Radio Network, 105.3 FM, 107.7 FM, and Roku, people. We are live on Roku. So if you've got an account, get on there and, uh, you know, check us out because you can watch it from the comfort of your own living room now i know right see everybody i don't have all my folders commercials listed because i'd be playing some right now easiest way to advertise i always tell people give me a 30 second folders commercial i don't care what you do promote yourself got to include folders and it stays in the show for life and our archives go into the hundreds of thousands if not millions well so, just for the record i had folders coffee this morning with breakfast Unsolicited plug, folks. Unsolicited plug. I really oh, it's okay. Are you morning. kidding? I have guests who come back on with a cup of Folgers if I can. And we, get, we really get right into it. Folgers loves us because they love how the guests get into it and people send in commercials and they're singing. It's awesome. So, But apparently I, I was jamming up the soundboard and had to remove them. We grew up on coffee. That's excellent. Especially on those long nights when you're sitting there camping by yourself, right there. Yeah. yeah, you want to stay awake. <laughs> you want to stay awake. There we go. There we go. So yeah, everything in at night, everything in the wilderness sounds like a bear. Yeah. <laughs> Not a Bigfoot. No. <laughs> Well, I know they got those out there too. <laughs> so. Supposedly we do. I've never run into one, but uh, supposedly we do. I have yeah. run into bears, but uh, not Bigfoot. Right, right. It's time we had a gentleman um, come on who was part of the TV show, um, Alaskan Killer Bigfoot. And he, he was just 
you know, in Alaska, his job is he's a tracker. So he protects people um, from bears and <laughs> things like that. He goes, I was just hired to go on there and just, you know, protect the cast and the crew from, you know, big Alaskan grizzlies and such. And he goes, and boy, did I learn a thing or two. So I guess, you know, something else must have been out there. And he goes, yeah, just definitely I go to the woods now in Alaska. And it's a whole other game. <laughs> so it's like, wow. So I don't know. Um, again, going to be one of those trick questions. Going back to, and I'm not just, I'm only going to use the missing 411 as a, a basis, but I mean, in any situation where people disappear, um, when you're dousing and you're hearing something, when I, I asked earlier, like dimensionally, do you think, how do you know if you're not speaking with someone who's just disappeared and could be anywhere? Because I have had those experiences with spirit communication where a recording comes through and I'm listening to a B-52 bomber and somebody's going, somebody sees me and is describing me. And I'm hearing this thing and I'm going, where are you? And they're chirping off like their coordinates over the Pacific somewhere. And I'm like, what am I listening to? Have you ever had, like, you're, you're assuming that you're dealing maybe with the spirit world. Could you be dealing with something else? Like, like people who really aren't passed away. They're just in a, another dimension, whether they're missing or whether they're just living in a whole other dimension altogether. Like, what do you, you never know what you're tapping into. When you're good, you're good, guys. <laughs> right? I can't hear you, Dan. I don't have sound for you. Yeah, he's having some technical issues. Yeah. As far as tapping into, the, the interest we have is accurate oh information God. from whatever source. Right. Yeah. I, I can't hear you now. Maybe just click the button someplace. See? Nope. And froze it. Oh, back. Yeah, I can't hear you at all. Maybe slip out and try to come back in. Want me to pop you out and then you try coming back in with that link? Okay, I'll kick you out and come back in with the same link I sent you. Okay, we'll see what happens there. Okay. Right, so you I know. It's, just, it's a weird I night. I'm walking into the woods. I can't explain this to Mary, Dan. Come back. <laughs> I know. You just don't know. I completely disappeared from the screen while I was talking when I started. Um, yeah, so you don't really know where your where your information is coming from. Okay. Nope. Can't hear you at no, all. No. Well, we just have to sit here and nod. <laughs> we just got to stare at your handsome face and, you know, <laughs> you can play around while we're figuring it out. <laughs> um yeah, so we're assuming we're speaking to the spirit world, but we do we know for sure? Unmute. He's not muted. You're not muted. Yeah. But all I know is that that experience with that that pilot or a group of pilots. At first I thought I was listening to something from like an old, you know, 40s, 50s, you know, black and white movie. And then I realized that I'm asking questions and they're giving me their rank, their position, 
and I'm hearing this plane and the you know the propellers and and everything is just vibrating, and they're talking amongst each other, and then they said, "Look, there's a man and a woman sitting at a table, and they have electricity." And I'm like, "Where?" Where's like, "Holy crud!" You know, and one goes, "Oh my god, I think it's the Queen," and I'm laughing because everybody says Canadians have accents. <laughs> like maybe, but it doesn't sound British. But anyway, um, and then all of a sudden they're like, "There's a door," and the kids they kept saying, "Everything's black. We're lost. We're lost." And I'm going, "Where are you? Where's your, what's your rank position coordinates?" And they gave us three out or two out of the three coordinates. And I don't know if the planets were just lined up the right way that time, but when this communication came through, um, it was just, it was just unbelievable. And I kept saying, they kept saying, it's dark, we're lost. Then like, there's a door, there's a light. We're, you know, I'm like, don't go through the door. I just had a vision of this B-52 coming through my house. I'm like, you can't come through the door. And then they started pleading. With like, please, please. So I realized somewhere along the line, we were tapped into something. Mm -hmm. like, a, like a time shifter or, or something along those lines. I have never, in the 20 years that I've been doing this sort of thing, have I ever experienced anything like that at all. What was that? Any ideas? Because <laughs> I tried a year later... I tried a year later, same circumstances, same time, same method, and nothing, nothing came through. Never got them again. Now, can't hear you at all. Maybe plug, unplug something. I don't know. And try it again. That's just so strange how it just stopped all of a sudden. Mm. Your sound. Yeah, you can play around. We've got a little bit of time left, so you know. Uh, so uh, Dolly says, "You know, there's a missing flight that landed out of their time, then took off again, and then never seen again. A flight. I've read about that. I've read about that flight. That's crazy. Again, this was this was military clearly because when I asked for rank and position, they said major so and so." Um, and call me ma'am. I'm like, ma'am, wow, <laughs> that's way in the way back machine. So I'm a ma'am, so very polite as well. But I don't know, I, I think it's, it's you know, when you're communicating, you have the spirit realm, and then I think there's so many other layers that we have access to, you know. So, do they stay in one spot or? Again, do they reincarnate? Do we live lives simultaneously? Are we getting advice from maybe ourselves in another time? Like there's multiverse. All of the above. Right. <laughs> Easy. I can't hear you, darling. Can't hear you, Dan. I know. I don't know what's going on. We're all good. I see your mic is on because here's me muting you and you're not muting and you obviously gave the soundboard permission to use your your microphone mm -hmm. because you were talking great so it's got to be something from your end because you show clear on my end you want to type <laughs> just if you can get into one of the chat rooms um on the outer realm facebook if you go there you can you can type and i'll put your comments up on the board where there's a will. 
So yeah, just go there or or restart your computer. You can always restart, come back. We've got like about 20 minutes. You do have some time. It's just glitching. And got frozen. Okay. And gone. Okay. Oh. All right. <laughs> Shoot me, oh, kid. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, so um, out of all of the things that you've done, because book four, that's pretty substantial, do you have a favorite that you would like to do more of? Well, again, Dan and I have different perspectives on writing. He's a full-time author. I do it periodically when something catches my interest. Right. Uh, certainly right. this paranormal pendulum series. Yeah, we're really focused on three yeah. and we're really rocking and rolling on number four. And right. we'll just, just see how that goes. Right. Uh, I also have written uh, some nonfiction uh, in a similar venue, if you okay. will. Okay. Uh, Turn at the point is uh, the primary one. I'm writing a prequel to it and I've got a, a, another book coming after it. So I'm going to have wow. three three series there that's going to, it covers all of this. Right. Uh, it's, again, fiction, it's it's a, a good yarn, but mm -hmm. it's got a lot of actual material in it. Right, um, right. So that's that's kind of my interest in writing. Um, right. Uh, but even like dowsing, like you guys have obviously been in all kinds of different locations. And is there something specific that you'd like to be able to revisit for example maybe a location or do you just maybe like a certain we're probably going to revisit poverty point okay what's poverty point about uh that's uh that's the world heritage site over in northeast monroe oh. uh, that's that was the largest mound building um community uh mm -hmm. I mean, it's 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 a major major site. Had trading uh, all the way from Florida up to the Midwest. Um, very very well developed uh, area for for a long 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 time. Right. But we were focused on a time from four thousand years ago, with this one individual who was, uh, if you will, the medicine man. Uh, with, oh. Name is Jacques Poe. And. Yeah. The, our the interest that you can remember that is very impressive. <laughs> uh, we're going to revisit that, particularly for book four, because Jacopo's role, one of his roles in the village, he was the liaison between the villagers and the sky people. Wow. And we're exploring, you know, who were the sky people? You know, all, all civilizations around the world, you get to their, their creation stories, and invariably mm -hmm. you've got their ancestors were visited by the sky people or the star people and yeah. that's kind of the thrust uh, that we're going on how and fascinating so it's just a fun it's a it's a really great place to go poverty point i mean it's got rich history uh, mm. very very well maintained and you, you, you said got, up by monroe is that that's connected yeah, it's, it's a little north north of monroe wow uh, have you guys thought about going to, have you heard about America Stonehenge out that way? They have a lot of mounds as well, tons of mounds. Buku mounds, Buku mounds. Yeah, because uh, Dennis Stone has been on the show. I, I could hook you up if you haven't been. It's open to the public, but it's like fascinating place. If you guys love that stuff, like those kind of locations, 
that you might actually really dig that. Okay, speak. Yep. Can you hear me now? Yay! <laughs> wow. Well, well, been fun. Yeah, hey, bye. Yeah. <laughs> Did you miss me? Did you miss me? <laughs> Absolutely. Like, where's Dan? Oh, very good. So you just, yeah, restart was perfect. <laughs> I don't know what, I think WD was playing with us. I don't know. Yeah, he has a history of that. Yeah. <laughs> what, we would, what, what did I miss? Where are we? Well, we were. I was just telling George because he was talking about mounds. If you guys had ever been to America Stonehenge out there, they have loads of mounds. I mean, huge. Um, and Dennis Stone, who's been on the show, um, is easy somebody I can connect you guys up with if you ever feel you want to delve back into to that sort of. Um, that sort of research because it's just it's old or uncovering things. It's a huge site. And I mean it's been active for 50 years. I mean they've had Leonard Nimoy actually for in search of film there. So we're going really far back. And there's a lot of paranormal shows now that are taking an interest in it. So there's obviously something there that is of interest and in, that you know they see things in the sky. A lot of things you guys are describing this location actually is, is, they do experience it. Well, yeah, one of the things we're exploring again in, in, uh, in book four is George's, George over there is in, you know, mound culture. So mm -hmm. he's exploring that. And I'm way out here with the, the cliff dwellers. So we're going to compare their sky people with, with our sky people. And we're probably, probably going to find they're the same group of people, but it, it'll be interesting right. to compare different cultures from different times. Mm -hmm. you know, vastly different times mm -hmm. to come up with and some yeah. of that will be the mound builders yeah yeah that's that to me would be really interesting yeah <clears throat> and like we uh had direct communication with et for book three <clears throat> um we have direct communication with a sky person um for this particular book and that's why we're really looking forward to having the session at the end of February where we'll have both of our mediums there, plus the pendulums. And we're just going to, okay, <laughs> what have you got to say? And wow. we'll get that. Have you guys thought about doing like a documentary? Not really. Oh, yeah. No, like just, just filming um, some of your, some of your things. You know, some of your events, like you're saying, like, we're going to put everybody together and almost like a, well, like a virtual paranormal the thing, pendulum. Yeah, the thing about the pendulum dowsing is uh, the information is astounding. The process is pretty boring. Right. <laughs> Basically, you would have, you would have an hour of this. Right. <laughs> right. Right. You would have to have a, you know, a huge recreation budget. Yeah, it's, right. it's it's not a spectator sport. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I think it would be fascinating because I, I've done those things. So I, I like with yeah. the pendulums and I know it's, you know, I mean, just to look at it, some people are really fascinated by it, but some people are just like, but I think it's the information that comes from it. When you yeah, can be substantiated by mediums and such, that's pretty impressive. Yeah, a, a pendulum, a tarot cards, crystal balls, dreaming, uh, it, it's all the same. Yes, yes. Well, I'd say like forms of, of different, you know, communication is um, obviously there's a lot of different ways, whether you're spirit boards, whether, I mean, God, you can get phone apps now that, that you know, allow you that communication. 
um, sadly, because there's a lot of people just dabbling where they shouldn't dabble. Yeah. I do, I do think that it's it's great if we have because this is a really ancient technique, and that's what I really like mm -hmm. about it. It's something that's been going on for like forever, you know. Um, yeah, okay, dowsing so. goes back at least as far as the ancient e e Egyptians, at least. Right. Right. Oh yeah, that's what I mean. It's it's just something that's been going on for you know we'll, we'll say thousands of years. So you can't really discount it the way you can a lot of other things. I think what mm -hmm. people would try to debunk or discount, of course, is is the the dowser in general, right? Because like well, you yeah, say, if somebody wants to debunk, uh, yeah, the the way to do that is to try it yourself, and then you'll be, mm -hmm. you know, if you do it right, right, and you give it enough time. Uh, you'll see that it works. Mm -hmm. You know, you'll find yeah, that, that you know, an individual psychic or something may be debunked, but the process does. You can't you can't debunk the process because it works. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's too many farmers out there with rods finding yeah. water. Okay. <laughs> right. Right. No. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's what I'm saying. There, there are people. Um, I, I know here they actually one of the prisons um, hired a dowser to find old graves because they were going to close it and just dig the whole building up yeah. and they didn't want to leave anyone behind. I thought that was really fascinating. Oh, yeah, I, yeah. I tell people, uh, you know, especially a younger audience, I say, you may not believe this, but your granddaddy does. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so he went out with the witching stick looking for the water. Right. Right. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And you can that's find, true. you know, you can find, uh, probably on YouTube, with their films, the documentary films where you had the soldiers in Vietnam looking for landmines and looking for the uh, VC tunnels using uh, dowsing rods. Right. Tamara says she found her septic system. <laughs> it's not glamorous, but hey, it was a thing. It worked. It worked. <laughs> it worked. Exactly. <laughs> Thanks for sharing that, Tamara. <laughs> no, I, I, I think that, um, you know, I, I think it's, it's an ancient technique. It's been used you know, through generations to be proven to be very helpful. I think you guys have taken it another step higher, um, which is amazing, you know, just amazing. And I think it, it's paving the way for, for future generation who may want to take it up. And as, of course, as we're coming into the top of the hour slowly, what would you recommend, obviously your book, Right, because you want right. people. I, I say educate, educate, educate. So, what would you recommend uh, for people getting started? I would say one, keep an open mind. Uh, two, I try it, and and give it a real, honest to God try. Uh, get a good book, preferably one of mine, but get a right. good book that's a basic <laughs> guide. You know that that doesn't have too much far out stuff in it, and just start with the basics and practice. And uh, realize that it's not 100%, 100% of the time. You're going to make mistakes. But if, as you get, as you practice, you'll get better and you'll get better and you'll get better. And you'll see that, you know, there really is something to it. And you can use it for a multitude of reasons. Mm -hmm. Well, missing people, finding water, finding graves, spirit communication. I mean, that's just, I'm sure, a very small amount, you know, of, of reasons to take no, it up. If you can think about it, you can douse it. Hmm. 
I'm people who built a trailer for the stars. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's, it's like a new version of the whole CE5 movement. Get my pendulum out. <laughs> it's just like, you know. So aside from the mindset, is there anything else people should be cautious about? Why don't you take that, George? I just don't want people oh. on my show getting into any, like, mischievous problems. It's kind of plenty of stupid show. Don't, so. don't go looking for it, for one thing. Yeah, uh, again, in, in my experience, as well as mine and Dan's experience, we're, mm. we're using the pendulum and we're using these uh, investigative sessions for a purpose. You know, we're, we're going somewhere. It's not an entertainment thing for a board. Let's see, I mean, you can conjure up some spirits or something, or we're not trying to Thank identify you. specific uh, individuals, although we do get very well acquainted with right. some of the uh, spirits in the process. And right. that's... Uh, that's an enlightening uh, thing uh, to, to <clears throat> as I would explain it, uh, so much that I've known intellectually all my life about this whole field and right. the extent of the whole life process. Doing right. this kind of work over the last couple of years has brought that into a visceral knowing. And that's right. the difference, at least for me. Um, but that's a good that way it's it becomes real. like second nature once you get it you mm -hmm. get it right yeah yeah you get it so and if yeah, you don't no get problem. it you maybe you shouldn't be doing it <laughs> uh if you don't get it you probably won't do it and that's okay don't force it you don't want right. to yeah right yeah. that's when you get into mischief people remember <laughs> that well, yeah george brought up a really good point though i mean the, the, the using the pendulum dowsing technique is a great way to confirm what you already know in your gut mm -hmm. That, that maybe you're afraid to face, but you know, you know, people, they say they don't believe in spirits, but they know they're out there. They mm -hmm. know this is a way to turn that fear and that belief into knowledge. Right. I, I think so. The sixth sense. Well, yeah, I had a conversation with a friend of mine who's very religious. I said, you know, one of the fundamental beliefs of your religion is life after death. Yes, of course. Well, here's a way that you can prove a fund prove you know it takes it out of belief. You can prove <laughs> fundamental belief, a fundamental fact of your religion. You can prove it. They don't want to hear that. They don't want to hear that. Don't want to hear that. No, no, they don't want to hear that. No, I mean yeah. I, I have a friend who's a Christian minister out of North Carolina. who's also a theologian, so it was interesting topics of conversation. But even at that point, I could only take it so far. It's yeah. just, you know, you yeah. hit that that roadblock. And, 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 and it's interesting because they're so staunch, you know, and passionate about their beliefs. But I, I think sometimes, you know, we hinder as, as human well, yeah. beings, we hinder ourselves if we believe too strongly in one thing and not enough in everything. Yeah, well, you can say that, that because you can not, do that if you know it. This is true. <laughs> Sorry, I, said, I told my friend, I said, you're not afraid of ghosts. You're just afraid there might be ghosts. Mm. Well, I mean, I think because depending on the level or, or which type of Christianity, you know, some of them are really hardcore. They don't believe in ghosts at all. They believe everything is a, is a demonic entity that portrays itself as a spirit and, individual. Right? So any, there's so like, many different... Yeah. Yep. What it's you believe really is what you experience. Yeah, I like that. I like that. That that makes sense. It's like you say, if you like, you know, Dan was saying, if you put it out there, 
might don't mm-hmm. put it out there <laughs> because it, it does come back at you. So, okay, tell everybody where to find your books and how to basically find you guys. I've got your websites all scrolling across here, but let's start yeah, with that's the books. The simplest way to go to the website, click on a cover, and you'll it'll take you where you need to go. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah, all, my, you know, all my books are in ebook and in paperback and just go to the website or go you know, go to Amazon or Barnes and Noble or Kindle, wherever you buy your books. And, you know, there's a link there. And on my website, uh, you know, my uh, my email address is on the website if you want to contact me directly. Excellent. So that's the easiest way then. Well, guys, thank you. We did it thank again. You. A little bit of a technical error. First with me at the beginning of the show, then with Dan. But, you know, George held down the fort. It's all good. <laughs> I know. Woo. We did it. <laughs> That's George's purpose here, to hold the fort. Exactly. <laughs> so it's okay. You have little bits and pieces there with George. <laughs> it worked. It was a great show. Thank you. Oh, yeah. it's a pleasure, guys. It's always a lot of fun. It's always a lot of fun. And I know the chat room loves it too. Look at that. Tamara's like one of our regulars. So she's <laughs> she would have seen you the first time around as well. <laughs> but thank you for joining me. And of course, as always, I will be in touch. I'll make sure you guys have all the links uh, for the audio and, and the video. And uh, that Wonderful. way you have it to, to pass around. Wonderful. Excellent. So thank you very much again for joining us. And uh, I will be in touch, gentlemen. Thank you for the entertaining evening and the wealth of knowledge. It was fantastic. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, guys. Thank you. (laughs) Bye. Well, everybody, we have come to the end of another fantastic segment here on the Outer Realm. These guys were just awesome. They're always a lot of fun. Take away the technical difficulties. Gosh, honestly, it must be the night for it. But uh, nonetheless, we persevered and got a lot of info out. Thank you to everybody in the chat room. It was always so much fun. You guys make it that much more fun. So thank you. Big thank you to Folgers Coffee for being uh, a sponsor and having faith in us yet again. So thank you. We appreciate you so very much. Big thank you to Dr. Snick, Justin Snicker for your voice, your music, for the intro and the outro. Big thank you to Steve McGinnis for your amazing uh, talent and artwork. We appreciate you so very much. Guys, wherever you're watching tonight, please follow, like, subscribe. Whatever the case may be, we appreciate your support so much, and we we continue to thrive and continue to bring you the best that we can bring you. So thank you. If you want to give us an email, you know, maybe you want to see a guest, maybe you want to be a guest, uh, whatever the case may be, maybe you love us, you hate us, whatever the case may be, we love you anyway. Um, please do so at the outer realm contact at gmail.com. Again, the outer realm contact at gmail.com, or go to the outer realm Facebook page, just click on the email button. And uh, we don't do just messenger because it just gets too overwhelming with messages. So this really is the best way. Now, tomorrow night, guys, we have something that we have not done before. This is going to be the first time ever. Um, It's kind of like a double whammy Thursday. So you're getting two shows. Yes. So first off, The Outer Realm is going to be welcoming back dear friend Nathaniel Gillis. And we're going to be discussing the alien deception, how the phenomenon is playing by its own rules and hiding behind our ignorance of it. I thought, that's kind of interesting. So that that's going to be the regular two-hour show. Okay. After that, at 11 p.m. Eastern, 
10 p.m. Central. We're going to have a one-hour special with the return of Brian Allen. And it's only going to be one hour. And he's going to be discussing his book, The Book of Secrets. And holy crud. I have been reading The Book of Secrets, okay? And it's like, it's pretty bloody amazing. I, I have to say, I, I I don't amaze that easily. I just sit back and I and I and I pay attention. And he is so thorough in all of his books. And you'll have seen him on here with Barry Fitzgerald and uh, The Deception of Gods and Men, that book. We had to do a two-parter because it was so amazing. This is kind of one of those books that's, we're going to sort of condense, and I can assure you it's going to leave you going, I need to get this book. And I don't say that lightly because we have a lot of amazing authors that come on the show. It is going to be a really good one. So, guys, you're going to have a double whammy Outer Realm tomorrow night, three hours of Outer Realm. <laughs> doesn't get better than that. Anyway, good night, and I'll see you guys tomorrow, and uh, y'all behave even a bit. <laughs>